Hello and welcome to another episode of The Offline Gamer. I'm Ray. And I'm Matt. And we are now on episode 71 and we are also in 2022. 2022, eh? Who'd have thought it? I know. Believe it or not. I know. Sorry sorry for everyone who was expecting an episode before now, but we've just had uh, just real life. Yeah. It's one of those things, it gets in the way, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, but belated Happy New Year to everyone, and uh, well, let's hope twenty twenty two is uh, better. It's obviously been better in some ways, but not in others this year yeah. so far. Um, but let's not talk about um, events going on in the world right now because we want to escape from all that and talk about games, don't we? Just for a little bit. Indeed, we do. Um, so, where should we start? Uh, what have I noted down here? Ah, yes. Well. A couple of weeks ago, I uh, attended a virtual Zoom uh, sort of release thing with uh, Looney Labs, yeah, where they were showing off their latest version of Flux, which is Flux Remix, mm-hmm. which is basically standard Flux, but they've mixed up all of the goals. So you know how normally, like in normal Flux, it's like you can get milk and cookies, and that's 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 it. You don't have like the normal combinations of. Uh, goals in flux remix you have lots of different combinations and uh, there's lots of uh, puns around songs in there as well apparently so um but i was quite excited to to see that and it was nice to uh, jump on a, a zoom call with the loonies and uh, everyone over there at loony labs um and just uh, express my gratitude for uh, flux to them as well and uh you know, if it wasn't for flux, none of this will be happening. So true. Mm. It is. It is a, a. It was a formative moment in my life playing flux for the first time. Is that the right th- phrase? Formative moment. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It like sets you up. It. Uh, it's a. It's a like a eureka thing. It's a. Uh... Yeah. So yeah, flux yeah. remix coming soon. Keep your eyes on ludilabs so I guess we should um, start talking about what we've been playing and buying in the last, what, three months since our last episode? Yeah. Um, now Star Trek this month, Ray. You're okay. Oh, gosh. Oh, your phone's going off. Yeah, I'll need to put it. I forgot to put it on. Um, <gasps> on non-vibrate mode. Yeah. See, listeners, we are incredibly professional here at the Offline Gamer. Normally I remember to do it, but to be fair, I did just walk in the front door and then come and sit down up here. So That's how dedicated you are. Yes. Yes. Do you want to tell everyone what you were doing before podcasting? Um, I was at the allotment, <gasps> which is one thing that's happened since we last recorded, is that um, Chris signed up for a lease for an allotment. And uh, yeah, now we have a an allotment. How far which, is it from your house? Um, it's about two miles, I think. Oh, okay. So it is walkable or bikeable, but um, having to take things like wheelbarrows mm-hmm. requires the car. So we're still in the very much the setting up sort of stage. Basically, half of it was brambles. Um, we have now got rid of most of the brambles. Um, and we've put some plastic, um, some like damp proof membrane down to kind of try and kill off all the couch grass. Mm-hmm. And then we can start 
actually building some beds and growing stuff. Well, I wish you all the best with that. Thanks. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to see. I'd like to see pictures of it once it's uh, in a bit more of a fit state. Yeah, at the moment it's just lots of black plastic and bricks. What's the uh, What's the grand plan? What do you intend to do with it? What what's, What sort of things are you going to be planting? Um, Chris wants to plant beetroots. Okay. Um, we've got quite a lot of strawberry plants left over from last year, so I suspect we'll have some strawberries down there. Um, Chris wants to do some dead hedging uh, down there. Some the, what, sorry? Dead hedging. It's kind of like um, you get some stakes and like then you just put like dead um, like clippings and stuff that you've wooden got. Wooden stakes, not stakes. Yeah, wooden stakes. Because that would be weird. And then you like pack in between those like mm. old sticks and stuff that have um, you've chopped off your various plants and prunings and stuff. So we've got quite a lot of bramble to uh, put in the dead hedge. Well, that is interesting. You'll have to Google it now. I will do. I'll, I'll do it yeah. afterwards. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we need to get, we want to get a shed down there so that we can have uh, just uh, somewhere to sit quietly. Yeah. Because at the moment there's not really anywhere to sit uh, that's out of the wind. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, I'll look forward to seeing it. Jolly good. Cool. So, yeah, uh, outdoorsy stuff. I haven't been doing anything outdoorsy other than, you know, avoiding the rain. Yeah. I went shopping this morning. That was it, really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what have we been playing and buying then? So, um, should we, do you want to do, do, do analogue or digital games first, Ray? Um... I don't mind. Let's do digital then. Get it out of the way so all the people okay, who don't okay. want to listen to listen to us ramble on about computer games can skip past it. Yeah. So I have spent a lot of my time playing an online game. Yes. I'm sorry, everyone, but I am going to talk about it because it has consumed my life for like two months while the beta test was on. And that is a new Battle Royale game with the very catchy name of Super People. Yay. From a Korean company called Wonder People. And it is a battle royale, a bit like PUBG and Fortnite and that kind of thing. Uh, but unlike Fortnite, it's got like realistic weapons. But it's like got this really strange story in that there are there were there was supposed to be a manned mission to Mars or something. And so they and then the um space company came up with these like capsules that give people superpowers. And then that's what the game is, basically. Everyone's on this island trying to um, uh, kill everyone else and gain all these little capsules that give you superpowers. So it's like it's like got a sort of mini RPG feel to it in that there are like different classes. And then as you play around, you level up your class and gain more abilities as you go. So you can yeah. be like the seeker who can run around really fast and, and see people's heartbeats. Or you can be the shotgun master who can jump really high. Or you can be the driver who's got the ability to just summon a car, because why not? And uh, and all that kind of thing. And I've been doing a bit of streaming of it on Twitch, and uh, I've really, really enjoyed it. And I managed to rope you into playing it a little bit as well. Yes, you did. I'm not so, very good at it. 
But did you enjoy it though while you were playing it? Uh, yeah. You don't sound convinced. It's good. It's it. It was good fun. Um, yeah. I haven't played it in a couple of weeks. Um, well, the, the beta test's over now, so you have to yeah, wait. Yeah, so I've just year. been massively busy as well. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. As I say, I'm not very good at it. I'm good at the like hiding and not dying and being like getting towards the end of the match, but then I yeah. can't kill anybody, so. When the when the circle gets so small, um, you kind of have to be able to kill people, or you just yeah. die. And uh, yeah, I just seem to do the latter. Fair yeah. Enough. Well, I, I recommend it to people, and uh, hopefully, that when it when it releases, in I think it's going to be on early access or something. But I think it's going to be free to play anyway. So, um, but yeah, the closed beta ran from like just before Christmas to the end of Feb. Um, and uh, but the, the thing I like about it is the crafting. You like loot a level one weapon, and then you can loot materials to upgrade your weapon as you go through the game. And the same with your armor. So um, it gives you something. Even even if you're sitting around waiting and you don't see anyone, you've still got something to do. You can run around pick up picking up materials and crafting. Whereas whereas with Fortnite, where you have got the whole building thing, I, I couldn't get my head around that. It was just too much for me. So yeah, this is this is a lot more accessible. I find, but. Other other opinions are available. Some people just don't like it. I think Doctor Disrespect, you know, the big streamer, he mm. played it, didn't like it, and then uninstalled it on stream and rage quit it. So you know, but there are some streamers who've been playing it, who've been playing it a lot that I've been started following. There's a guy called Choco Taco. Do you know Choco Cha- Choco Taco? Uh, I do now because you've mentioned him. Before. Oh, because I mentioned him. Okay, so there's Choco Taco. He was playing it, and uh, Hollywood Bob. And uh, Halifax, they were all playing it a lot. So uh, I'm sure there's videos on their YouTube channels of them if you're, if you're interested in that. So, yeah, I spent a lot of time playing Super People. And the other thing I've spent a lot of time playing and actually just finished uh, a few days ago is the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, okay. Um, so I was playing that uh, sort of with Karen, where she was like watching me on, on Discord or whatever. So we were sort of playing it together. But um, it's it's weird because it's only half the game. Um, so part two is going to be coming out at some point. But I mean, even even the half of the game that existed was longer than the original Final Fantasy VII because they've added lots oh, okay. of new story elements and things to it. So if you think, oh, I played the original Final Fantasy VII, I, I know the story, I don't need to play this. You do because they've added a lot of extra stuff that didn't exist before. So not that I think anyone would think that. I think if anyone was a fan of FF7, they will they will play this so so i think i was quite late to the party because i had to wait for the pc version to come out because i don't have a playstation so we've talked about you i don't know if we've talked about final fantasy before have you played any of the games no no you're not a big jrpg person no i've never played any of them no okay i mean it's um pretty fairly linear um, you don't have many choices you can make, but um, you know it's all about just progressing through the story, fighting the enemies, uh, leveling up your characters. Yeah, and you, you make some choices in like the equipment that you're carrying and the uh, the magic spells that they can they can wield and things like that. So you might come across an enemy that you don't have the optimal uh, equipment for, and it's a bit more difficult. So, but yeah, I uh, I enjoyed that, and 
I mean, I don't, I can't remember how many hours it was to play all the way through, but it was, uh, it was good fun. And I think that's all I've put. But I've just noticed Dead Space Three on your list, so we've, we've done a bit more playing of that, haven't we? So yes, we've had another one or two sessions. One or two co-op remember. sessions, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where we, you know, we we need to play it more often because I keep forgetting how how the controls work. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> you have to bring up the the thing every single time. Yeah. So if you want to watch us struggle for twenty minutes remembering how to play Dead Space Three, I think those videos are on our YouTube channel. So marvelous. So uh, that's it for video games for me, Ray. So what about you? Um. So for me. Uh, some of these I bought and not played. Some of them I've received and haven't played yet. So I'll say, um, so for Christmas I got a copy of Spiritfarer for the PlayStation, which I haven't had a chance to play yet um, because also over Christmas the power unit uh, died oh. in the PlayStation, so I had to replace that. Was that the one you got from Reddit Gifts or was that? something different um both well a i got god of war from reddit gifts that was it um but spirit pharaoh was also from reddit gifts because it was the last ever um it was the last last ever exchange before they shut reddit gifts down um and that was the one i what what something that i got in amongst my christmas secret santa um also over the sort of holidays i got um a copy of death's door and a copy of overcooked for the switch um i have attempted to play both i got stuck on death's door and um on overcooked while it says you can play it like one player I have absolutely no idea how you're meant to do it because you're meant to be controlling two avatars and no matter what I did, I couldn't get it to like switch between the two characters. It's definitely a two-player game. Yeah, so I've played it a little bit with Chris, um, but only a little bit. How's the communication between you when you're uh, trying to figure out what to do? Fairly good. I think it was more just um, because I just sort of went, Chris, play this, and he was like, what? What what is it? What what what? Um, so You've I was got saying, chop up tomatoes and put them on plates for me. I'm like, yeah, you need you need the shrimps. Which one's the shrimps? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah, so that it's kind of it's very hectic, but it's good fun. Um, I also what else? Um, I in I can't remember. A Steam sale, it might have been the Lunar New Year sale or it might have been something else, some other random sale. Um, I got um, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yes. And I've started game one. Um, I didn't get too far. I've got hiccups. I didn't get too far. I got up to the point where you're meant to go and see the council and they're like, and then they do or don't whatever. Yeah. They make the, you a specter. So, yeah. So I haven't, I'm at, I'm at 
the Citadel, but I haven't actually gone up to oh, the right, council okay. yet. So I'm at that bit. Um, because I, I then got distracted because I picked up in a sale Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I have been playing a couple of uh, evenings this week, um, which is also good fun. Although I can't really play a lot of anything at the moment because I have pulled something in my back underneath my shoulder so and it's my right side so um yeah have at the moment it's sort of like i can play hearthstone left-handed providing i don't need to play anything quickly um (laughs) so it's not not necessarily brilliant um so yeah but Hopefully, I'll actually finish an Assassin's Creed one of these days because uh, <laughs> I'm still only like forty percent through Odyssey because I just get really distracted by the um, side quests. Oh, which one's Odyssey? Is that the Greek one? Yeah, that's okay. the one before Valhalla. Okay, what was and, the one before uh, Odyssey then? Origins. Origins. That's it. Which that's was the one in, in Egypt, ancient isn't it? Egypt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I have on the PlayStation, which I also haven't um, finished. Um, <laughs> I'm not very good with controllers is the problem. So, like, if it doesn't have auto-aim, then I'm, I can't deal with it because um, I just I didn't grow up using controllers. It's funny. Assassin's Creed is one of the few games that I can play on the PC with a controller. Um, I, I generally don't. I, I still do, do, do use keyboard and mouse, but I think one of the earlier ones, I did plug a controller in and play it with the controller just because I found it a bit easier. But in general, um, yeah, I agree with you games like that i think the only games i've really played with a controller are like racing games and fighting games yeah i think what was it um the um ori in the blind forest and ori yeah. and the will of the wisps you kind of have to play with a controller but i don't have a controller that actually works on my computer so like i managed to get one plugged in and like operating but all the buttons were bound to the wrong thing and i was just like i can't be asked with this <laughs> so i've got those two games that i've never played because the controller just is doesn't work very well or i don't have a controller and the keyboard controls are absolute dog's dinner really. yeah so i i installed elden ring the other day yeah, uh, and um, I haven't really played it. Didn't play it very much. Played it enough to get really frustrated with it, and um, to uh, the difficulty, obviously, and also the fact that the controls are really stupid. Like the mm-hmm. they, the keys they'd chosen for things, the default mappings were just horrendous. It was like F to do a jump or something. I can't even remember what it was now. It was just horrendous. So I've uninstalled it for now. I'm going to wait because because um, there's a few problems with the PC version anyway. So. Yeah, I've um, noticed that. I've watched, I have, I have like seen people streaming it, and like there's like invisible mounts and yeah. invis- invisible baddies and invisible player characters. So it's like, well, I'm invisible, so I don't really know what to do or where I am or anything like that. And some of the controls just seemed really bizarre yeah. to the point where having watched someone go through the tutorial 
he instantly forgot literally everything apart from how to roll. Um, so <laughs> then, yeah. And just watching people die like every 30 seconds is kind of like, wow, this is yeah, I this can't, is dull. You know, people say, okay, yeah, it's challenging, but there's a difference between challenging and frustrating. And this yeah. is definitely frustrating. As far as yeah, I, I came to the same conclusion with Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, if I can't get past literally the first area in the whole game, despite restarting it several times with several different builds and weapons and following guides and all this stuff, I'm like, <laughs> no, this is not worth my time. Like, oh, but you need to replay it a couple of you need to replay the area a couple of times before you're strong enough to get out of the area. I'm like, yeah, that's that's like, that's the definition of insanity. Mm. Repeating the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And it, yeah, I'm not a fan of the uh, Souls-like games, as no. you can possibly but definitely tell. Console first games as well. Oh yeah. Uh, definitely the, the way the controls work. So. Yeah, because I'd, I'd heard the controls are trash on the other Souls games as well mm. uh, for PC. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's all my digital games that I've been playing. Okay, let's talk about uh, analog games. There's a few that we've played together, so shall we talk about those first? Uh, yeah. Um, Let's go and talk about... Let's talk about Horror in the Library because that's launching on uh, crowdfunding uh, in, well, one, two, four, da- three, four days as, as of recording. So this this episode will probably go live just before or, or just after uh, that campaign has gone live. So this is a game from Blue Donut Games. Uh, we have done a, a video interview with them uh, at UKG last year all about the game. The uh, crowdfunding was slightly delayed uh, for, you know, reasons. Um, But it's launching on the 15th of March. And uh, this is a game where you are exploring a haunted library, trying to find the pages of the books that you need to get to the middle tile and escape. So we we had a rather uh, fun session playing this a few weeks ago, and we've popped it on our YouTube channel. So if you want to know more about the game, you can go there. Um, we did make a slight mistake with the rules at one point, mm. which made the game last a lot longer than it should have done. But we um, we go through that in the video and pop a caption on the screen where we made a mistake. But um, it was, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed it because I won. But, you know, of course. spoilers. But um, I think it's a, it's a good game. It's certainly a far cry from the games that Blue Donut have done in the past. Um, you know, like the line the skateboarding game which is just a deck of cards this has got tiles and cards and little uh standy figures and uh all sorts of components um so i really like horror in the library what do you think yeah i enjoyed it um as you mentioned we sort of misread or misinterpreted uh one of the instructions so it, it went on a bit longer um, which made it quite interesting getting towards the end because um, lots and lots of monsters were coming out. Yeah, and uh, we weren't able to necessarily pick up our action tokens 
like as quickly as possibly we may have been able to so it got a little mm-hmm. bit crowded um yeah i enjoyed it i as i've said i think i say in the video that i like the um the picking up picking up and spinning the the, yeah, yeah. the room tiles yeah it's good it's good fun it is and uh i don't know what the prices are going to be uh all the stretch goals or anything like that at the moment so but yeah we'll put links to that on our website when it launches i'm sure or our social media but uh best of luck marcus with your launch of that and uh, i think hope it'll go very well for you what else have we played together um we had a games afternoon in asgard didn't we yes uh where you bought some of your games along with you um which one do you want to talk about first um well i think one we played first was heroes of heroes of tenafir yeah wasn't it yes so the first one we played was heroes of tenafir which i got at uh the expo last year um and the idea is it's sort of it's sort of like a dungeon it's kind of a dungeon crawler isn't it um so you're trying to all of you cooperatively make your way through um a dungeon which is a stack of cards which is a stack of monsters mm-hmm. um and if you why is it, if you die in the dungeon then the, the doom track accelerates two two spaces yeah. whereas if you decide to resign the dungeon before you die it only goes up one but you can also then resign and then immediately go back in and and finish off the yeah, baddies because you like you re- after you've re- refreshed yeah yeah your um card pool yeah so it's kind of a dungeon crawler deck buildery type yeah. thing it is and uh a couple of us managed to sort of get off the the good um mechanics that worked with our characters and a couple mm-hmm. of us didn't and uh i think we i think we um we learned some techniques for next we time did. we did because we and we did not win um but we all in that in that sense we all lost yeah nobody in particular lost i think we we lost quite badly yeah but things we will learn um for for next time but i I do like the fact that you know you've got like eight dungeons to choose from and i think it was like eight and then but then you've got like level one ones level two ones level three ones so you can start off on the easy ones and um every time you defeat a creature because the cards are dual purpose aren't they they're the creature but they're also a skill for your character yes yeah I, uh, yeah, you just flip them upside down, don't you? And they've got the skills on the bottom. Awesome. Yeah. They're, 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 they're dual-purpose cards. And um, I say I enjoyed it. I was frustrated that we didn't win. And, um, you know, I think the I think we were a bit unlucky in that we did, we just did, we weren't getting the right equipment, were we, for our characters? Yeah. Which was frustrating. But it was, a, it was a good game. I enjoyed it. What's it got on BJG? 7.3 out of 10, which is pretty good. Um, Heroes of Tenefia. I would, uh, I would definitely play it again. Yeah, and I believe um, there was a second 
game that was out at UKGE, um, which is why I picked up the first one, because I, I spotted not very many copies of the second one left. Um, but because there was the second one, people were selling quite a lot of the first ver- the, the first game at a discount. So it was it wasn't too much money. It was only something like seventeen quid or something. Oh, that's good value for that. So it was good. Um, was that the Heroes of Tenerfear, the second curse? Is that uh, well, that's an expansion though? So it might have been an expansion. I don't know. There yeah. was definitely two different boxes. Uh, one of which was brand new and therefore. A bit more money, um, whereas the first one was not uh, was in a lot of the shops and fairly, you know, reasonably priced. Yeah, I'm just looking on their website. The only two they've got this is our Heroes of Tenerfear and the Second Curse. So it must be, yeah. must have been that one. And then you've got one, two, three, four. You've got six new heroes in the second version. Ooh, interesting. Uh, right. Um, and then we also played Longboat. Oh yeah, I like this. Yeah, which we, which uh, Yumi and Karen played at um, the expo, but this time we had Chris with us, so we had a four-player game, uh, which is the max number of players one can have. Uh, but this is the little dinky card game, which is you're building your Viking longboat, and you've got to try and get as many Vikings of your colour plus treasure and try and get as few sheep on your boat as possible. Yeah. Um, Because sheep will give you minus points and slow you down. Well, they don't speed you up, so they kind of slow you down. Um, So you've got to try and give other people sheep, steal treasure off of other people, and then ideally, I mean, you can have Vikings of any... um, set or any color yeah but the ones if you get them that they're yours they um they give you more points at the end i can't remember who won this no i can't actually i don't know if i'm (laughs) it on my phone let me just have a look i think karen won maybe and i was i thought i was doing pretty well and then she came and like at the end and it was like oh no i think because i i had Quite a lot of Vikings, but I didn't have a lot of treasure. That's where I fell down. No, apparently it was me. Oh, okay. Uh, you got 24, Karen got 27, Chris got 28, and I got 32. So my stats up on my phone says, Ooh. assuming I haven't lied. Yeah. Did we not play something else that day? I thought we did, but I haven't marked anything down. Oh, I know what we played. We played. Um, yeah, we, we played. We did the escape room, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, we did a couple of chapters of. Um, Thingy. Um, what's it called? Yeah. Key Enigma, the. Um, that one. The new one. The one. Uh, what's it called? Hack. No, not Hack Forward. That's the original one. Falling Card, the one with the serial killer. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, our detective has a f- fantastic name. Oh, yes, Rodney Pickles. That's right. You can thank Chris for that. Yep. Um, so Rodney Pickles is on the case trying to solve uh, or trying to find the murderer. We've still got like four chapters left to do with that, actually. We'll have to yeah. um, we'll have to get together and finish that off. But that's good. Um, I like the, you know, I like the combination of doing things online and doing things in the real world. 
So you've yeah. got you've got stuff in front of you that you're trying to fix, but then you can go to like the website of a hotel that you've got a business card of. Because we had to like figure out what floor someone was on based on a floor plan, and then we'd go to the hotel website and look at the pictures from the windows or something, didn't we? So yeah, that was all. That was all fun. I uh, I enjoyed that. So that's uh, I think that was are those all the all the games we played together. I think they might be. I think so. Yeah. So I've had a couple of gaming sessions with with Karen over the last couple of months. So there's a, there's quite a few Kickstarters in here. One of which is a new arrival, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, first game I got on the list is a game called Canopy, which is a game where you are trying to uh, grow the most beautiful rainforest that you can. Oh. And uh, there's like a uh, marketplace sort of thing in the middle of the table with different cards on. And you are um, drafting cards from those uh, from those stacks to try and uh, create sets uh, of different animals to gain bonus points uh, and plants as well. But also there are like tree trunks, and you're trying to build like the highest trees as well that you can. So you build a tree, and you put th- you put like um, these little. If you've got like I think it's three rounds, and at the end of every round, whoever's got the highest tree gets to put one of these little animals in the top of their tree, which is quite cool. So it's a it's a pretty straightforward card game, but the art is lovely, and uh, I like the sort of message and semi educational aspect of it as well. Mm. Um, you know, there's lots of different rainforesty animals and plants, um, and there's, there's there's things like you know if you get uh, two of a certain thing, then you get points, but if you get three of them, you get negative points, but if you get four, you get bonus points again. So it's like, do you push your luck to try and get the four, or do you do you hold off? with the two that you've got and then just because if you've got a third one then you'll lose points and don't find a fourth you know so so yeah that's canopy from weird city games oh the art is by vincent dutray that's why it's so nice oh, okay. i remember seeing that yeah that was i think that was the main thing that um uh, made me get the get the game was the fact that the art was by vincent dutray but yeah so that's uh, canopy and the next one is floriferous which is from pencil first games which is, uh, I think that came just before Christmas. And it's a game where you have a grid on the table of cards, um, which is a different size depending on how many players there are. And what you are doing, it's again a set collection game, but you have, uh, each of you has a little pawn character that you put like in the garden, as it is the garden's the thing on the, on the table, the grid of cards. And then your character is like walking along row by row, and you're picking up cards as you go, one from each row, to try and make sets of flowers uh, and things like that to try and get the most points at the end of the game. So again, it's a it's a pretty straightforward set collection game, but it's got really beautiful art, and uh, it's just a nice theme. Just taking a stroll yeah. through the garden, picking the flowers, and um, you know, there's lots of nice little garden ornaments and things like there's a t- there's a turtle, uh, a, a stone turtle. Uh, and and stone fountains and things like that um, that you can collect to gain extra points as well. So um, yeah, it's a really fun little card game. I, I really recommend that. I think it's uh, it's nice and relaxing. And after that, we we tackled something a bit more adventurous, which was a game that Karen got a while ago that she's been hankering to play, which was Steampunk Rally Fusion, uh, which is the uh, sort of follow up to the original Steampunk Rally. And this is a sort of like an engine building game, 
where you are um, like building up your racing machine and trying to be the first across the finish line in this steampunk rally. Yeah. Uh, and it is, it's, it, you know, it's all steampunk stuff and you are uh, getting cards that help you build your racing engine up and they have various different resources that they need to function. And the way you gain the resources is by rolling dice of different colors. And um, based on what you roll, you can uh, activate the various parts of your machine, uh, of your racing machine to do various things to uh, push you over the, the finish line first. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's really cool. And what I like about it a lot is that there is a Dr. Brown with a certain flying car that looks hmm. very similar to uh, uh, a certain movie franchise. Oh, I see. Uh, yes, yes. Not naming any names, but uh, I'm no. sure you know, you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, that's from uh, Roxy Games. Um, and it's, yeah, it was really, really good game. I'll play that, play that again. I think you'd really enjoy the, um, the art and I think you'd like the um, crazy sort of contraptions and combos that you can get from yeah. putting all the various things on your, your, your race, uh, racing machine. So, yeah, that was Steampunk Rally Fusion. Um, again, it's one I really recommend to people. And it's got lots of nice little metal um, steampunk gears as well, which are quite cool. Uh, and then a couple of weeks ago, we had another gaming session where we played... Uh, ah, so the new Arrival um, was a game I backed last year, I think, which is Caper Europe, which is the follow-up to Caper, which is a game where you are a criminal mastermind trying to um, hire... Um, thieves and equip them with the various pieces of equipment that they need to conduct art heists mm-hmm. um, so, and what happens is you have like a, a, a little small board in the middle of the table with diff- four different locations on and then you play your cards on either side of the board um, and you'll say like I want to play this thief to go to this location uh, and you take it in turns doing that and as well as playing the thieves you're playing the equipment on the thieves as well and then when you meet certain criteria, you get to steal uh, things from the locations. And mm-hmm. it's a nice, straightforward two-player game, but it's got a lot of tactics. And um, I can see this being a game, again, that we're going to play a lot of. Um, one, because it's a two-player game. And it's, 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 it's one of those games that, because it's designed to be a two-player game, it flows really well. It's not like a game that can have two to four players and it plays best with three or four. And if you've got two, you can sort of get away with it. This is a, a proper, decent uh, two-player game that I really recommend. Let's um, say so you can either get the original Caper, which I think is based in the US, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, although the website, it does say it's for Europe, so I'm not sure what the difference between Caper and Caper Europe is, if they're both set in Europe. Maybe there's some extra mechanisms in Caper Europe that aren't in the first one. Maybe. Uh, because I haven't played it. But this is from Keymaster Games. And uh, again, it's, uh, oh, it's again got a good rating on BGG, 7.2 out of 10. And uh, I uh, thoroughly recommend this if you're after a good, decent two-player card game. Uh, and again, the art is uh, nice. It looks like a sort of 60s uh, cartoon poster type aesthetic. I can't really think of a better way to explain it other than that, really. Then we played Tiny Epic Tactics, which, uh, as you can tell from the name, is one of the Tiny Epic games yeah. from uh, Gamelin. 
and um, I thought this was okay. It was it's not my favourite of the tiny epics. The thing I like about it is like the three D the three D playing area. So the game comes with a, a little cloth that you put down on the table, but then inside the box there's lots of other little boxes, and you put them in specific places. So you've got like three D terrain, but it's just a, a pretty straightforward battle game. So um, each player starts their characters in different corners of the board. Uh, you've got different classes, and then you move your characters around, and then shoot or shoot the other players, or um, do magic uh, spells on them. Or if you're a melee character and you stand next to them, you you know swing your sword at them. So it's a pretty straightforward battling game. So uh, I mean, it was all right. I don't think it was anything revolutionary like some of the other tiny epic games have been. Um, so I'm not sure how much this one will get played. Um, but it was all right. Not not the best, not the worst. It was all right. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. worth a play. Jolly good. And then a few weeks ago, we started. Um, the magic puzzle, Happy Isles, that we back that I backed on Kickstarter ages ago. So you've got one of these, haven't you? Which one did you back? Um, Is it the Magic Maze? Yes. So um, I'm gonna slight, give give some slight spoilers away, but not massive spoilers. So um, if anyone listening had, wants to do some of the magic puzzles but doesn't want to know anything about them, then if you skip forward like a minute or so or two, depending on how long I talk about it for. But for those of you who are still here, um, it's 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 a very difficult puzzle in that it's actually three puzzles that are sort of um, joined together. So it forms one big picture, but uh, there's like three sections to it. So you get all the edge pieces and you think, well, there's too many edge pieces here. Well, that that's because there are edge pieces inside the puzzle as well. So that that threw us quite a bit. Um, so once you once you finish making the puzzle, um, which is decent quality, um, it's got these three pieces that you can um, move apart, and then there's another envelope in the box that says, um, "Now that once you finish the puzzle, open this envelope." So you open it, and it says, "Right, what you have to do is you have to take the two lower pieces and move them around, and you end up." rearranging the the puzzle slightly so there's a big box in the middle and then yeah. in the in the box in the middle is where you do another little puzzle that's in the that's in the envelope it doesn't give you a picture so you don't know what you're making and then when you put that together you get a big you get a bigger one so i think that's how all the magic puzzles work so they all end up having something special in the middle that you don't know about until after you finish doing it yeah, so, there, there is an envelope in mine that says "Don't yeah. open till you finished." So I imagine yeah. it's, it's going to be similar. Um, there's also like a, um, on my one, there's like a little list of things you need to try and spot, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. five cats or something like that, and yeah. you've got to try and spot them all while you're yeah. doing the puzzle. As I've well. taken a picture of, of, of the completed one of ours so that we can uh, look for those look for those later. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it was all right. It was uh, very frustrating, I found. Mm. Um, it's one of those puzzles where you've got lots of parts that could be similar to somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it took us two, two afternoons to do it fully. Um, and the, um, we, the second one, we were like so close to finishing and it was like, it's nearly midnight, but we just got to finish it. So we'll just do yeah. it. Um, I don't know if I'd want to do another one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if puzzling is necessarily my thing. 
I, I did feel a good sense of accomplishment when we finished it. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. But during during the process of putting it together, I I got quite frustrated a number of times. So. Yeah, we've done a couple of puzzles since Christmas. We haven't done the magic puzzle yet. Um, we've just done. We did one that was um, a very old circular puzzle that was second hand. That was quite. It, I, don't, I don't think it was faded. I think it was just because it's based on a piece of art. Yeah. Um, and it was the like. I don't know what they'd done to the ratio, but it definitely wasn't the same as on the box right, or okay. on, on the piece of art. Um, and the colours were very drab. So there was a lot of stuff that just looked literally the same as everything else because it was all the same colour. Um, that one was 500 pieces and took us eight hours. Yeah, and I then, think that's sort of my limit. Yeah, and then like had a much newer one so um i think it was a ravensburger puzzle um which was a thousand pieces um Oof. and it took the same amount of time even though it was twice as big oh, okay. because the colors were actually visible oh right like okay, you yeah. could actually see what things were meant to be as opposed to just like sort of some drab sludge um so that is something we have learned <laughs> don't do puzzles that are particularly old because yeah. the colours in them have sort of faded and it all looks a bit washed out and it makes it extra difficult. Fair enough. Yeah. So if you buy second-hand puzzles at the charity shop, be careful. Yeah, try and buy newer ones um, as opposed to exceedingly old ones. Fair enough. Um, I think so. I think that's all the games then. I think that's everything we've got to talk about from so. what we've been playing. So let's move on to our slightly renamed usual segment now. Mm. It's no longer Kickstarter Corner. It is now Crowdfunding Corner. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to sing it like a little, you know, crowdfunding corner. Oh no, sorry. No, that's fine. Don't worry. Let you let everyone down. Whatever. Uh, with a K. Yeah. So it's it's crowdfunding with a K, corner with a K, because that's how we roll. Yeah, we're rebels rebels in this part. Yeah, and um, there's only one crappy game to look at. Oh no! Oh, uh, what a shame, eh? Yeah, never and it mind. got cancelled as well. Oh, oh didums! But we'll have to we've got to look at it because it's uh it's all about COVID. Oh, lovely! It's COVID war game. Oh, joy. And actually, I think it's the second time this is launched, so we've probably talked about this before. Yeah, and actually, it actually was uh, cancelled before in May last year as well. So we've already talked about COVID war game. Yeah, the the, the big weird COVID monster looks familiar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess there's not much more to say about that. It got funded after it had made £768 out of 3000 so it got can did I say it got funded or it got cancelled? My brain. You said it got funded. It got cancelled. Oh, well, it got cancelled. People know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, looks, that. Um, yeah, yeah. it looks like a weird version of Guess Who. Yeah. Very bizarre. 
Indeed. Never mind, eh? No. No, and no political satire games. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's all we've got in the in the uh, crappy corner. We've got the crappy corner as well. That's I'm sure yeah. that's spelled with K's, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure it would be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what have we backed? So, you haven't backed anything gamey. No. Uh, I've backed three things in three months. So, I mean, I'm doing quite well actually. I'm 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 definitely scaling back. Uh, a lot lately um and the fact that i've only got like one two three four six things to say to talk about that have arrived in the last like three months so that's like two months so that's um for me that's this is like it's very restrained yeah. so what have i backed um first thing is a book i have backed ticket to carcassonne the latest edition of the book i actually already own uh, a physical copy of the old edition i bought it a couple of years ago um, I haven't read it, <laughs> but the for this new edition, it, you could back for like a PDF, and it was only a, a couple of quid. So I thought, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll back that, support the author. And in fact, I dropped him a message on Kickstarter and said, uh, "Do you fancy coming on the show?" Because he's based in the UK. And he said, "Yeah, sure, we'll do that." So I'm going to arrange that with him. So we've got uh, hopefully in the not too distant future, a uh, interview with uh, Steve Dinning coming up to talk about uh, his book and. Um, his history of board games. So, so there we go. Uh, recently on Kickstarter, Library Labyrinth has launched, um, which is a game that you and Karen got to play at the UK Games Expo last year. Uh, Library Labyrinth is a game where you are playing famous women throughout history who uh, are exploring a library uh, and uh, defeating all the monsters that lie within. And... Uh, from what I remember, you and Karen really enjoyed it last year when you played it. Yes. Um, yeah, it was quite good. Yeah. It was it was one of two library games that we played. It was uh, this and horror in the library. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, we obviously uh, that's our new theme. We've got food, cats and libraries. Um, so if there's a game about feeding cats in a library, whew. Oh, I know. All you designers out there get cracking on that. Um, so if you want to know more about that, we did an interview with uh, Mill from uh, Descent Games at the Expo, so you can watch that on our YouTube channel. Uh, but we strongly encourage people to back back that because, uh, you know, they're a small independent British board game manufacturer and uh, they've got a good game. So, yeah. And the last thing I backed was uh, another escape room game, but this one was a little bit different. And this is Envelescape which is a pop-up escape room in an envelope. So if you imagine like a kid's pop-up book, but we, but but as an escape room, that's basically what you've got. So you get this envelope with the thing inside. You open it up, put it on the table, and then open it so it all like pops up, and you've got yeah. like a proper little 3D escape room that you're trying to solve the puzzles in, and there's also things hidden behind other things and things you can pull out and stuff like that. And I thought, you know what, that's a really fun, unique concept. And I can't actually remember how much I backed it for. Let me have a look. What was the pledge level I did? 27 Canadian dollars, uh, whatever that is in in pounds. So it wasn't that expensive. No, it's not too um, poor, I see. No. Uh, and shipping to the UK was 11 Canadian dollars as well. So it's $38. 
Um, so I just bought the first one. I think they, they were planning a series of different uh, three chapters, but I only bought the first chapter just to see what it was like. Uh, and if it's good, then I'll, I'll get to their website and buy the rest, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it just I think it's it's unique and fun. And, um, yeah, it just looks cool. Well, who doesn't like pop-up things? Everybody likes pop-up things. Exactly. They just pretend they don't because... You're not supposed to like pop up things with the uh, with uh, when you're a grown up. Yeah, whatever. There's lots of things we like when we're grown ups that we shouldn't like, or people think we shouldn't like. Yeah. Like I remember when we went to Costco not long ago, and you bought some of those little Ribena cartons, didn't you? Yep. Exactly. They're not for kids. They're for anyone who likes Ribena. Yeah. You just want a little bit of Ribena. You don't want to make a full pint glass. Yeah. You get a little squidgy um, thing with a straw. Yeah. Have you done that thing where where you when you've nearly finished, you like squeeze it to get all the last bits out? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. They they're useful for like just having one at lunchtime. Yeah. Or if you're going on a walk, you could probably take one with you, couldn't you? Because they're um, quite light and portable, and uh, yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about spilling it everywhere, do you? No. Which is always a bonus. It is. Uh, anyway, moving on from Ribena. Uh, what has arrived? Uh, you've had something arrive, Ray? Well, sort of. You arrived via Karen. I mean, that seems... It, it's arrived, but it's in uh, Karen's house. <laughs> oh, okay. You ha- you ha- oh, that's right. You haven't had it yet, have you? No. Um, which is Isle of Cats. Or the Isle of Cats. Yeah. So... This was from, um, it's actually from the, what's the word, campaign for the expansion. Yes. But in that, you could pledge to get the um, the original. So what me and Karen did was to save on some uh, shipping, because we both wanted to, wanted to have a go at this. We uh, combined uh, on Karen's pledge, and so everything has arrived, but it is it is still at Karen's house. So the Isle of Cats has arrived, like it has been fulfilled, but it's not yet physically in my hands. Um, but uh, yes. This was quite a successful one, as it as it ended up getting over a million pounds. Wow! Um, with over twelve thousand backers, so and I I can't remember exactly what I backed <laughs> for. I think I backed for the base original game and maybe something else. But was it I the map cap tokens or three D cap? Possibly, possibly some tokens. I can't remember. Um, either way. It's 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 sort of sort of here, but not quite here. Okay. So I haven't got to um, pull open the cellophane and then investigate just yeah, yeah. yet. I'm just looking at the pictures of it. It looks really cool. The way you're, um, it's like a sort of tile laying game, like a bear and park, isn't it? And um, patchwork, where you've got like cats of different shapes and you're trying to fit them all together uh, on, yeah. on a ship. Uh, so I guess the ship is sailing to do all of cats. Um, I can't remember whether it's 
that or you're rescuing the cats from uh, the island because okay. um, the the um, expansion campaign is called Don't Forget the Kittens. Oh, it does say uh, that. In the game, you are the citizens of School's End on a rescue mission to the Isle of Cats and must rescue as many cats as possible before the evil Lord Vesh arrives. So there you go. Yeah. You must find a way to make them all fit on your boat while keeping families of cats together. Ah, so it's a sort of like tar laying, um, set collecting, set, set collecting kind of thing, or set placement. I don't know yeah. what to call it. Okay, I can't wait to give that a go. It's it's ranked overall ninety seven on Board Game Geek. That's so that's, that's good. Re- that's really high, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's in the top one hundred. So yeah, must be good. Yeah, and they delivered all on time, so that's. Also a bonus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was. I've almost, almost, almost like by the end of March there will be a digital thing. That oh, will there? Okay. It's quite late. But, Proper app, or um, is um, it like a helper app or something? No, it's a full game. Full version of the game. Oh, that's cool. Uh, not for not for Isle of Cats. Something different. Oh, um, sorry. I was saying I will like I will have something as arrived oh, uh, okay. by the end of this month, hopefully. Oh, interesting. Look forward to hearing about that uh, mm. next time. It's just going to go on the massive list of Steam games, though, isn't it? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Whatever happened with that game you were supposed to be doing the voiceover for? What game was that again? Oh, I can't remember what it was called now. That that's. That's one of the ones that um, still hasn't arrived after all these yeah, years. Yeah, no, I think that just that just never happened. You're giving up on that one. Yeah. Do you um, mark all of your when when something arrives? Do you go to your Kickstarter page and tick the box that says I've had this or not? Um, I do it periodically, like okay. when I actually go on to Kickstarter. So, uh, there are some things that I've. Almost certainly had, but they were digital, so I've forgotten to tick them off. Fair enough. Fair enough. And some things were like I backed for like the one dollar remind me and I'll build it myself. And then I was just like, nah, I can't be asked. Yeah, um enough. and some things that haven't quite uh, finished yet. Okay. Oh, so... well, there's actually there's actually two things that are supposed to be coming this month. Oh, are there? Ooh. Ooh. Exciting. One, one of them's they more more late than the other, but oh okay. Oh, so these are, them... these are oh these are campaigns that have already passed their due date, but you've had updates to say that they're on the way. Yes. Okay. Whether or not the one that's coming physically will come this month, or whether it will end up in April, who knows? Yeah. Because uh, I think the ship is delayed somewhere. But yeah, there you go. I actually okay. had something to say in this section for once. <laughs> Well, I've had one, two, three, four, five, six things arrived, like I said earlier. Uh, I'm not going to talk about these in any great depth because um, the videos of, of all the components will be coming on our Kickstarter, on our YouTube channel, in our Kickstarter unboxing playlist over the next few weeks. I've got all the footage. I just need to actually be, get bothered. Get bothered? Be bothered? Be bothered to uh, edit them. So um, that's the aforementioned Capo Europe Core Quest, which looks brilliantly fun. It's the family sort of dungeon crawler game designed by Dan and Cora Hughes. 
uh, Lizard Wizard, which is the one where you play little uh, dragons who are magical. So I'm guessing you'll look forward to playing that. Mm. And uh, it's got little uh, dragon um, minis in it as well. Yay. So, yeah, um, definitely next time we have a gaming session, I'll bring that so you can have a look at that. Museum Pictura, which is the sequel to Museum, which is the one where you you were creating, uh, cu- curating famous artifacts from around the world to form uh, the best museum. This is basically the same sort of thing, but instead of a museum, you're doing an art gallery. So it's full of famous works of art that you are uh, collecting sets of to try and make your art gallery the uh, most popular, uh, attract the most visitors to it. Snapshot, which we played at UKGE last year. Uh, this was yep. a very quick turnaround, actually. It launched and delivered in the time since UKGE. Yeah. So that's, what, less than eight months, seven, eight months? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, which is the game where you are a wildlife photographer and you are, um, again, set, collecting sets of pictures of animals to uh, to earn points. Uh, and, again, there's a video interview of uh, with Paperboat Games, the creators of this, on our YouTube channel. So... If you want to know more about that, you can go and see that. And lastly, um, and this one I haven't I haven't even opened the box on this one yet because it's only arrived a few days ago. This it's Vivid Memories from Floodgate Games, uh, which I'm going to have to remind myself what it's about because I can't remember. How ironic for a game called Vivid Memories. Hmm. It is a game uh, about collecting and connecting memories and how they weave together. Uh, in vivid memories, you take turns collecting fragments of childhood memories, weaving a tapestry of coloured threads in your mind. Throughout your journey, you'll store important moments in your memory bank, gaining new abilities to help you score. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's by Floodgate Games, and every single campaign or game I've had from Floodgate has uh, been a success. Uh, I mean, I've got Vault Wars, this... Uh, Holy, you've got Sagrada. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know if there's a game that they've done that I've played that I haven't enjoyed. Yeah. So, um, oh, Bosk, I've got Bosk as well. I haven't definitely played that. I've played it online, but I haven't played uh, the physical copy. So, um, yeah, that's that's everything that's arrived from me. So keep your eyes on our YouTube channel for all of our, our videos of... Uh, of our unboxings. But now, Ray, as is traditional for our first show of a new year, it's time for our, I was going to say 2021 Kickstarter Awards, but maybe it should be the 2020 slash 2021 Kickstarter Awards, seeing as we didn't do one last year. Yeah. So that's what it's time for now. Give me a fanfare. Da, 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 da. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I know I've managed to get a little tune out of you at some point. Oh. Uh, do you want to start first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I don't mind. I can have a, a natter. Go on. What is your number th- number three of the year? Right? My number three. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll uh, go backwards. We'll go backwards. Number three is King Arthur Knight's Tale, which Ooh. is one of the ones that should be completing this, well, Actually, uh, they've just um, revised it to the end of April. Oh. It was going to be March 29th, but they've moved it to April 26th. 
because they want to improve on a couple of localization things and a bit of voice acting. So this is like a full uh, RPG kind of game. Yeah. Kind of um, in the, you know, the theme of things like The Witcher and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. So I got... um, I got in fairly early because I got one of the uh, early bird prices. So I only had to pay £20 for the full copy of the game. Um, and this is one where there was a, like like a, a beta demo that I think I talked about in an episode at some point. Yeah, um, That was really a bit janky. And then I decided not to play any more of it because I didn't want to spoil the um, the full game when it actually comes out. Yeah. So I haven't done anything else on it since then. Um, and yes, originally they wanted to get it out by December 2020. However, um, I can understand why they probably didn't. Uh, all things considered. Yeah. Um, on top of the fact that obviously uh, COVID, I I generally get the impression that when people try to build like a full like game that is supposed to last many hours like this, they tend to underestimate how much time and yeah. effort it needs. So in that respect, I'm not too, like, surprised, fussed, fussed, surprised, whatever. Um, They have had very good comms throughout the process. Um, And, yeah, like, even since January this year, there's been about six updates. That's really good. So um, they've been very good uh, in terms of the comms the early access has been there the whole time and they've been patching it the whole time um they've been doing things like um cosmetic skins and stuff that you can do um sneak peeks all this sort of stuff um adding in the classes like one by one and so on and so on and so on so yeah i think they've done a really good um campaign and uh, yeah, it is coming finally, full release next month. You can pop it on your Steam wish list should you wish. Uh, that's King Arthur Knight's Tale by Neocore Games. Neocore. Okay. Core is in C O R P or C O R E? C O R E. E, okay. Cool. Uh, my third place is a game I've already mentioned today and that is floriferous from pencil first games because this is just a nice relaxing card game that you can play after a nice stressful day at work or you know or if you're away on holiday somewhere and you're sitting in a nice sunny area and you you want something to do for 20 minutes then you can just whip out your copy of floriferous and play it with your friends it's not difficult to learn Uh, the mechanics are relatively simple but you've got a lot of uh, strategy in that you can, you know, look at what the other players got 
and try and get cards that they need if you think it might be more beneficial for you to take it rather than them to take it. The artwork is lovely and um, it's just a it's just a neat, nice little game. Uh, and I think they've done a really good job on it. So my number three is Floriferous from Pencil First Games. And I do like that's that is a word that I like because it's very fun to say. Oh, floriferous. Floriferous. <laughs> I always I always say it silly, um, just because it sounds like it needs to be said. What word again? Sorry. Floriferous. Ah, floriferous. Okay. It sounds like you need to say it with a fake lisp, basically. Floriferous. 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 Okay. Yeah. Because we, we do have a couple of plants in the garden that have previously been described as floriferous by Chris. Oh, you said it correctly. I know. I thought I ought to at least once. Okay. Rightio. Number two. Number two. Uh, I have popped in, as I have already talked about it, um, the Isle of Cats, Don't Forget the Kittens campaign. Yeah. Um, and yes, as I mentioned, this was one of those lovely campaigns where they're doing an expansion, but they let you buck to get the base game at a slightly less than retail copy price, which was good because, yeah, it's a very popular game and it yeah. was quite uh, expensive in the shops uh, at the time. I don't think, like, I saved mega bucks or anything but um yeah i do like it when they do this so that you can get like a new copy of the base game yeah. out of a campaign uh for expansions um so aside from that the art looks very nice the components look very nice they've been extremely good on the comms mm -hmm. uh which is always a bonus point to uh my mind yeah um they had lots and lots and lots of little extras that you could get so there was there was more that i think there was more than one um uh what's the word there i think there were three or four different like expansion-y bits that you could get yeah uh, yeah plus there's the uh kickstarter wooden um what are they cat meeples uh, i don't know cat meeples yeah, yeah whatever um and yeah i don't know yeah it just looks really nice it just looks really fun and uh yeah uh cats yeah that's what uh, you need really isn't it and like fun sort of slightly mythical cats so some of them have got antlers and some of them look like they might breathe fire on you so that's like extra cool nice yeah so that's my number two um that is well i'm not sure let's have a look uh because i can't see who whether there's actually a company behind it because the kickstarter was run by a chap called frank west uh, so whether there's a company behind that, I don't know. But also, it's a UK-based game project. Uh, yeah, Frank is the designer. Yeah. Pu published by the City of Games, it says here. There we go. Coming out of Bristol. There you uh, go. That's his own company. Lovely. 
So that's your number two. So my number two is a lovely game all about painting pictures. And that is Canvas from uh, Road to Infamy Games. And Canvas is a game where you are um, making a piece of art by sliding transparent cards into a sleeve. Kind of like how Mystic Veil works with um, the card building. But this is picture building. Yep. So you have a uh, like a background piece, and then you have uh, all these other layers with uh, items on that uh, fit over each other. So you could have a lady walking in the wind with a hot air balloon behind her, or you could have uh, a cat with a rocket flying above its head, all sorts of things like that. And you are, uh, as you, when you put the sleeves inside, sorry, when you put the cards inside the sleeves, they have these little icons on the bottom. And what you're trying to do is match the scoring conditions with the icons that you've got to make the uh, best pieces of art and uh, get the most points to win the game at the end. And uh, yeah, I like everything about this game. Again, it's, 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 the artwork looks nice and relaxing. It's, I found it a nice relaxing game to play. When I posted on, on Facebook saying I found this relaxing, someone replied saying, what are you talking about? I found it like incredibly frustrating and cutthroat. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> fine. But I thought it was a nice relaxing game. And um, yeah, high quality components. And um, the only reason this hasn't got my number one spot is because I was a bit disappointed in the little uh, wooden easels that they give you. Yeah. Because in all honesty, I could have bought better ones probably off like ebay or something for for cheap cheaper i would imagine so they're, they're a bit flimsy and prone to falling over um so that's the only reason if that if the if the easels had been good as well then this would have got my number one spot but uh, as it is it's a great game really recommend it and the box you could hang up on the wall like a piece of art as well so mm. that's uh canvas from uh r2i games and uh it is great <laughs> can't say anything more than that fair enough so my number one campaign also hasn't actually like delivered yet so it's just uh, you really struggled to find three games didn't you yes because i haven't backed very much uh, over the last couple of years and of what i have backed um not everything has yeah like actually finished, delivered, etc. Um, so my final one is The Wandering Village by Stray Fawn Studio. And this is um, a digital game. It's a little city builder sim um, where you are trying to establish a settlement on the back of a giant wandering preacher. So they're like gigantic, humongous, dinosaur-looking things which kind of look like they're part of the earth um, and on their back there is a nice flat area for you to try and build your village. Oh, okay. Um, and they very recently had a demo up for the... Uh, Steam Next Fest, which was um, a week or so ago, a week ago or so, I believe. Is that like games that are coming soon, basically? Yeah. So they all pop up, like they all put out like a public demo um, and 
people sort of go and play play the demos and give feedback and all that sort of stuff. Um, so they said they got like three thousand individual bits of uh, feedback submitted during the next fest. Yeah. Um, so these guys again um, have been very good with the old comms, which is something that obviously I'm putting a lot of value on because not everything has arrived yet. So kind of have to. Um, there, I mean, the concept itself, I think, is genius. Like, I haven't seen anything think of this kind of concept before. Um, and it kind of, yeah, the art looks great from what they've got so far. And it just looks like a kind of chilled out, it's like village sim. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with like this kind of added like uh, interaction between you as a symbiotic relationship with this gigantic creature that you're building a, a little village on top of. Um, so yeah, I, th I think it's, uh, it looks like it's going to be really good. And uh, I hope, I hope to, uh, it is, I mean, they're, the estimated delivery is until October this year, so they're not behind or anything. So yeah. um, they seem to be going pretty good um, and seem to be doing pretty well. Uh, all things, you know, going on in the world. Um, and, yeah, I've had a good, good feedback from the old Steam Fest. And you can, of course, pop it on your wish list on Steam as well. Yeah. Um, if you want to give them sort of extra oomph, etc. Uh, so yeah, that is the Wandering Village by Strayfawn Studio. Cool. My number one is uh, a game from again someone I mentioned earlier, Floodgate Games, and that is Holy Festival of Colors, which is a wonderful game where you have a three-layered three D board with plastic layers so you can see from the top to the bottom and it's an area control game where you are basically throwing paint around and you put the little like paint tokens on the board to yep. symbolize the areas that you you're controlling and it's got cool stuff like if you throw paint on one of the higher levels if there's nothing on the lower level beneath you then the paint sort of dribbles down i mean it it does it there's not real paint. It's all done by these little tokens yeah. that you're placing in different places. But yeah, um, I, I like I said earlier, every game that Floodgate Games has done that I've got or played, I've really enjoyed. So again, this has got art from Vincent Dutrait. Second time I've mentioned him today as well. It's just, it was just, you know, the, the campaign was just great from start to finish. Floodgate Games always keep you updated. They let you know exactly what's going on. We've met them at UKGE a couple of years ago. They, yeah. they really nice people um and yeah i you know the design of the the game the little tokens are really cool you've got like different colored ones but they've got like little paint splats on them which make it look like they've all just been splatted at the factory and cut out which i think that's probably what what's happened um the board is nice and sturdy when you put it together um the deluxe version or the kickstarter exclusive version came with these nice little um 
animal, uh, like 3D printed miniatures of their heads. So you've got like a little snake or a tiger head and things like that, which are really nice. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about this game. Unfortunately, well, the only thing is I've only played it once, which is really annoying. But um, yeah, it's 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 a game that I'm, I don't think I'll ever get rid of this for my collection. It just looks too nice, you know, and um, it's got everything. It's got a bit of set collection, bit of area control. You're trying to match um, puzzles. Um, like the cards will say, like, you've got to get uh, paint in a certain orientation on the board. So once you've yeah. got that particular pattern on the board, then you get points for it and things like that. So uh, each, each you know, in each game will be different. So, um, yeah, I just brilliant game. My number one pick of the year, Holy Festival of Colours. Lovely. We'll have to have a uh, Floodgate Day. Floodgate Day, Asgard. yeah. It's not a bad idea. Because you've got Bosque that you haven't played, and I'd yeah. quite like to have a go with that. Yeah. And Holy sounds pretty fun as well. It does. So, yeah, this Holy Vault Wars and uh, Bosk and what's the other one I've got another game because I bought because I back because I think Bosk was off the back of another Kickstarter wasn't it yeah didn't we, didn't we just have this discussion we did I'm pretty sure we did so you've got Sagrada yes let's, let's, let's go through this so I've got okay. I've got Bosk Holy uh, you've got Sagrada there's lots of promos for Sagrada. Did you get one of the Sagrada expansions as well? Um, I don't think I have, no. I've got um, two, two of the versions of Asul, though. Okay. Uh, Vivid, Vivid Memories and Vault Wars. Yeah. I thought so... there was one more, but I must be no. wrong. Where did I get Bosk from then? What did I get Bosk with? Don't know. I'm sure I didn't buy Bosk separately. I thought it, I thought it was part of another campaign. No, Bosk came with Holy. That's that's yeah. right. Bosk came with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, let's do a floodgate day. Good idea, Ray. Yay! Open the floodgates at Asgard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good place to end the show. Yeah. Um, so people can find us on all the social medias. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look for Togcast on those platforms. T O G Cast. Uh, to listen. Uh, aside from the fact that you are uh, you can subscribe <laughs> to us in your favourite podcasting app or you can visit directly to anchor anchor anchor.fm forward slash Togcast you can find all of our YouTube content at youtube.com forward slash the offline gamer you can visit us at our website which has all of our content all of our videos interviews and bits and bobs, as well as a contact form to get in touch. And that is www.offlinegamer.co.uk. And finally, if you'd like to chuck a few quid our way because you like what we do, then you can visit our Kofi page. That's ko-fi.com forward slash togcast. Kofi.com slash togcast. So there we go. That's another episode wrapped up. Yep, there we go. Indeed. Hopefully it won't be uh, three months before the next one. Hopefully. Yeah, because if it is, then that'll... Because in three months' time, it'll be our UKGE preview episode, so... Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm not waiting for that. Hopefully I'll have some uh, arrivals coming in the next few weeks, so... Fingers crossed on that. 
And you never know, our next episode, because it's a month away, we might end up just talking about Floodgate games for half an hour if we end up playing them all. So Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in a few weeks. Ta-ra. Bye.